0: Over the last century, companies have been formed in a similar fashion. But with the advent of crypto, new types of businesses are being formed. These are called DAOs. Now, what are the different types of DAOs and how could they change the world we live in today? Well, you're about to find out. All right, everybody, I'd like to welcome you to the new normal, a podcast where every Tuesday we break down complex crypto topics so that anybody can understand. I'm your host, Austin, a.k.a. Mac and Cheesy. And on the open, I think I use the term business instead of business. And alongside me, we have <laughs> we have Jesse, the lead and goonier of the Crypto Goons NFT project. And rumor has it that Satoshi Nakamoto calls him for tech support rumors go around we're not sure we can't confirm but blink twice if if satoshi calls you for tech support anyway this show is (laughs) growing and as we say let's keep it growing uh it would really help us if you help spread the word that involves liking the video subscribing to the channel sharing it with your your brother your cousin your mother your sister whoever it is share it with them share it in a discord whatever it needs to be just share it um, on today's episode, we're going to be touching uh, a high-level overview of what DAOs are and what the different types of DAOs that exist, because like businesses, there's a bunch of different businesses out there, and the same can be said for DAOs. So we're going to dive into all of this. I know Jesse has been knee-deep in some DAO research. How is the day so far? This is one of our quickest just to get right into the podcast yet. No, no chit-chatting before it. <laughs>
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm thinking about DAOs all day long. Um, Building one, building two, actually, if you include the incubator. Um, Oh, yeah. Building DAOs. Uh, It's exciting stuff. And it's a lot of it's just brand new territory. Like, yeah, there's some people doing it currently, but like everything is on the table and you should try and do anything that makes sense. Like just go and experiment. There's no. Yeah, there's no. De facto way to do it. Everyone is
0: experimenting in real time, and so there's like all these different types of ways to do it. And yeah, I'm I'm excited to learn because we, yeah, we're making this incubator DAO. I know you're working on the DAO over the Goons team, so it's like we're learning. We're I'm gonna have the the pen and paper for this one. And if you're listening, this is maybe a type of episode that you want to just take jot some notes down. But let's dive right into it. For those of you that are um new here or haven't listened to some of our older episodes do you just want to give like a 30-foot overview of what DAOs are just so we can have a, a strong foundation for the rest of the episode
1: absolutely so yeah a DAO is spelled D-A-O and that stands for that's an acronym and it stands for something it stands for a decentralized autonomous organization so what um what Let's explain that first in simple terms. Um, so it's really just a club, a community, a, a group of people. It could be as small as just Austin and I. It could be as big as 100,000 people. It um, you, you can kind of vary in size and shape and form. And really, this group of people, they have to come together and share value share money uh ethereum or crypto or anything really they're sharing they're pooling their resources um capital even, that, that's actually the common term you hear they're pooling their capital which is really just money and they're as a collective group deciding how to grow that capital grow that money to be worth more through some sort of governance uh, aka mm-hmm. voting um and That's kind of as simple as it is. You know, it's like a subreddit that just has a bank account attached to it (laughs) and and some voting. Now there are specifics that are important here. We like if all the money that the group has pooled together is in one person's wallet, well, now we're just an AO. We're not a DAO. You know, we haven't decentralized the the ownership of the money. And so we typically want to store that money in uh, what's called a multi-signature wallet, meaning in order to do a transaction four out of five people have to give the thumbs up and then we can then execute the transaction. So like in order to spend and use the money, we want collective sign off instead of one single person has the control. Mm-hmm. And it it decentralizes it, whereas maybe traditionally a CEO could say, hey, we're spending
0: 100 ETH on research and development in this space but the rest of the company or the organization doesn't necessarily agree with that. In this structure, you could be at the top, you could be wherever, you could have whatever, but you don't get to have the last say. It's, it's the organization gets to say it and that's the, the decentralized. Yeah. And the
1: core, the core, the team is really, uh, whoever's kind of running the DAO instead of being kind of account held accountable by the CEO or the board, um, you're held accountable by the community and, you're serving the community and they're going to let you know if you're fucking <laughs> up <laughs> and, and that's, what's the beauty of it. It's transparent. The community has ownership with you. Right. And that's where we're voting. And and when I say community, right, this could be a big, could be small, right. It could be, uh, it could be your fantasy football league, right. You're collecting mm-hmm. money and you're deciding, we're actually going to do stuff with it throughout the year before we give out the prize at the end. You know, it could be as big that's, or small as you That's can a think great example
0: because I bet a lot of listeners are in, like, fantasy football leagues or something where they're in a group me or they're in a group chat, and it's like, like this message if you want to expand to 12 teams. Like this message if you want to stay at 10 teams. Like, I know that that's me, the freaking league. We've yeah. been in the league for 9, 10 years, and we're basically a Dow without even knowing it.
1: Kind of, yeah. I mean, you're exactly you're doing voting, governance, you're organizing yourselves and you're not maybe growing the capital. Maybe you should uh, <laughs> while competing In fact, we're doing it. the opposite. We're doing
0: the we're, we're getting rid of the capital.
1: <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. uh, in our fantasy league, our, our, our uh, tr- head of treasury always invests in Bitcoin. Uh, so it's, it's done pretty well. <laughs> that is smart. That's honestly,
0: I've, I've been thinking of becoming just like the de facto fantasy commissioner across the land. And just getting everybody money, and I get interest-free money, and I can then do some degenerate things for about six months, and hopefully come back with five x gains. And if and if I don't have the money, I disappear into Thailand. Anyway, so that's but, one type of DAO. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was okay. Let's so get into we more serious yeah. types of DAOs. Okay, So that's so we have an understanding of what what DAOs are now, um, and it's it's this decentralized organization or company let's dive right into what different types there are and what we can expect to see expanding in the future
1: yeah and and i'm gonna we're gonna go through a bunch of different types and but these are sort of arbitrarily made up in in many ways um they can be categorized in in kind of many ways um but this is just kind of helps us organize our thoughts around the types of DAOs out there and the ones that we're seeing um many of you know uh, so let's just lead off right here with the big one, which is DeFi, which is Decentralized Finance or slash Protocol DAOs. Um, I like to lead with an example right off the bat, kind of draw you into something. So this would be your Sushi, sushi swap, Uniswap, um, Aave, um, or ENS. I think a lot of people have now heard about the ENS, the Ethereum naming service, because of the big airdrop they did. Uh, of their token so that to, to start their DAO. Um, these are all examples of a protocol DAO. And so what is a protocol? So I like to just think of a protocol as really just a way of adding new features to Ethereum um, such that other people can then use them. Okay. It's kind of a set of instructions that are just well-known and they're kind of part of the system. And then other people can come in and trust that those are, well-defined things, and I can use that. So, for example, uh, the Aave protocol, which allows you to lend and borrow money, that exists. I could then, as a user, obviously, I can just lend and borrow with my own money, but as a software engineer, I could go build another app that builds on top of that. Um, Actually, the Uniswap is a much better example. We've seen many apps build on top Mm -hmm. of Uniswap, so we see things like fractional, where you can fractionalize NFTs and that uses Uniswap to create a an actual liquidity pool of these uh, NFT fractions, so that you can uh, actually buy and sell them for Ethereum.
0: So you use the term pr- protocol there, um, and for those of you just, just trying to visualize it, so we have this. And let's let's talk Ethereum here, right? So you have the Ethereum main layer. And now you have these protocols built on top of it. That's like it's like a a set of rules, basically, on how you can interact with Ethereum, such that there's a utility for the like user. Like a new
1: feature, a new, new app, if you will, um, that Ethereum now has that anyone can use, whether it's me and you off the street using their their website or uh, other developers. And so these these DAOs are are crazy because they have a lot of money, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money, because these. People are like borrowing and lending and exchanging Ethereum for another asset like USDC or some other kind of crypto. These get tons of volume every day, okay? And they're taking fees as part of this protocol. So the Sushi um, DAO, let's talk about that one. If you do a a swap, a trade, you sell. You want to sell Ethereum? I don't know why you do that, but you would sell <laughs> Ethereum. <laughs> <laughs> for usdc world. let's say you're taking some profits you're selling ethereum for usdc you're gonna pay 0.25 percent fee on that transaction you know just like you would over on coinbase obviously they're gonna charge you a lot more um but you're paying that 0.25 percent fee okay so where does it go well it doesn't go to um the the centralized company uh, right it goes into the DAO's treasury 0.2% of that goes into the Dow's treasury. So the Dow has governance and ownership over this money, right? We're, we're organizing, our, we're collecting capital together and we're growing the capital by building apps and tools to do it. And then what's also cool is the sushi, um, point, um, 0.05% of that fee actually can go to stake, uh, any sushi holders. So if you you hold sushi, you can actually earn some of the money that um that the sushi swap protocol is earning. And that's pretty cool because the and so this sushi the sushi coin allows you uh governance, you can vote in the sushi DAO, you can help guide the direction of it. Obviously, if you only have a little mount, you may not have a big say. Um, mm-hmm. but you're you can earn fees and you can vote on the direction of the DAO just by owning the governance token of sushi.
0: It's pretty awesome and it's pretty amazing that you, for like the real world example, right? This is as if you had direct revenue share from a company like JP Morgan or like Fidelity and you, the people use it and there's no, there's no in-betweens. You get a direct revenue share from this. So the more people that use it, the more money that goes into your pocket because it's a protocol and it's, you get the incentives for this actual Feature and as it grows and as it expands, there's there's value that can be derived to this actual token because it's providing utility, and we're giving this money back to them. So this DAO, this DeFi, and this protocol DAO, they have this operating capital, and the same way any type of tech app, they have these reserves where they can then pay for um, improvements, enhancements, yeah,
1: hiring new people, building new ideas, um, anything. Mm-hmm. and we're,
0: we're with sushi uh we're seeing it in like the incubator right with with cash shout out cash right he's working for the sushi dao and he's getting paid for building out these things and how do they pay him they pay him through the reserves of the dao and then there's voting for what what he gets paid what he doesn't get paid what things are valuable like so it's all this this organization and it stems from this defi protocol that really has a a connection to the real world that we see that we a lot of people interact with daily.
1: Exactly, I will say one thing, the the voting, like people, people hear voting and they think every decision is gonna be voted on, That that is not the case. Like the company would never get anything done if every little thing had to be a giant community-wide vote. Votes Voting in DAOs is typically happening more like key directional decisions, right? Like we wanna go do this big idea project. We wanna build an NFT marketplace, right? That is a big idea. And then Sushi decided, Mm -hmm. let's do that and let's have a vote. And so they voted on it and it passed and they went and built it. But how they executed every little detail of it, obviously, a lot of that got hashed out in the beginning, like some of the the vision for it in order to pass the vote. But like they had to go build it. Right. And they didn't vote Mm -hmm. on every decision. of Should this button be red or green? Should this like (laughs) right? Like that's not how. Oh. Um, that's not how it works. I just want to paint kind of a clear, clear picture there on how voting kind of works to, and to tie that into the real
0: world today, if you're running a company and you have to go to the board, you don't go to the board for every small decision. You go to the board for major investments, major decisions. So it's the same way how, except the board is now the people and the community. And so that, so that's the, the DeFi or this, these protocol DAOs, um, what, what's a, what's another type of DAO that we can keep an eye out for?
1: Yeah. So those DeFi protocol DAOs, they're really laser focused, right? They have a very clear mission, right? Growing their protocol. We move into other topics. They're a little bit more ambiguous. Um, so the next one is called a social DAOs. So what's a social DAO? kind of ambiguous but it, it's also kind of fun it's a social DAO. so the best example of a social DAO is friends with benefits which uh, i love that name great name um <laughs> big, fan. These, big fan these truly us. are friends with benefits meaning <laughs> you're net you're meeting and connecting with really interesting like-minded people through the dow whether it's the software developers artists um anything, honestly, any kind of people with different ideas and traits and and, and, and skills are coming together. <clears throat> and it's really, yeah, focus on bringing people together to making and creating connections on the internet. And um, this sort of manifests itself in many ways. So like, you'll see people in FWB, friends with benefits, I'll call, I'm going to call it FWB for short. People in FWB come together and like, let's build an app. Like, um, we want to be able to swap houses with friends of ours in FWB. Like Austin's got a cool place in Austin, in Austin, Texas. And Jesse's got a cool place in Kingston, New York, and you we know, <laughs> can go skiing or whatever. Why not be able to, to put up uh, Hey, I'd be willing to let someone stay at my place. Um, And run this within the community of FWB because it's sort of like there's this trust level within the community Mm -hmm. because we don't just let anybody in there's a bit of an application actually you have to apply to get into FWB as well as purchase and own the token to get in and that token has gone up quite a bit in this bull run Um, I think it's I think you need 75 FWB tokens and that's worth like a solid 10k to get in right now Um, and so like that's just like one example. I, I have a friend who did that, who's part of FWB and, and built that app uh, so that FWBers could kind of connect to each other. And so it's like spending the capital of the DAO to make it more fun and, and rich to be in part of it so that more people want to come in. And then that sort of grows the value of the token. And, and that's how this DAO kind of grows its value. I think. I think that all
0: there's... There's examples in it again, in the, in the world, there's like these, these high end gyms, like, uh, the equinoxes of the world, you're hanging out with them and you have to pay the gym membership, Uh, but this is just, it's a similar idea.
1: Yeah. But this one's way cooler. Like, um, down at art Basel, which is coming up, um, uh, me and the goons team will be down there. Actually. It's pretty exciting. If anyone's down there, hit me up on Twitter. Um, their uh, FWB is going to be having a, a big concert. Uh, Zelia Banks and and Eureka Badu. And if you have five FWB tokens, or the or you're a member of FWB with seventy five tokens, you can come to the concert. And that's just cool. They're just throwing these like cool social events for like minded people to come and have a good time. And and instead of using just tick general admission ticket sales and secondary ticket sales, you just own the token and now you have access.
0: I love it. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'll, I'll have to be F- FWB gang soon.
1: Yeah, and 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 uh, like, what's cool about FWB is it's actually gotten so big that it's gotten so big that it's almost too. It's you want to localize it in some fashions too. So what they're starting to do is think about having these like sub DAOs where now there's NYC
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, FWB DAO. There is LA fwb dow and those will have their own funding and governance and and make decisions like in nyc DAO. we want to have an upstate house where we can go hang out in the summer at the lake uh, and we can like rotate through or whatever (laughs) and so um this is how social like fwb wants to be a city on the internet in in many ways and where people can connect and and vibe
0: so on this i'm i'm thinking through just so for the the DeFi. Uh, Protocol, right? The revenue generation was based on using the product. Um, I don't know if you're you're aware of this or not, but for like a social DAO, what is their revenue generator?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I am. I don't know. Like, I think that that they're probably thinking through that, Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think selling like access to these social events is probably one of like a lot of that's probably one of them, Um, because. and I think also it's just like, yeah, token value going up is sort of, right. it's not and cash flow really in, in but the way. So that you're right. I think that, I'm think i not, I'm not actually not too sure. I have to look that up, honestly. Um, but I bet that's probably what they're thinking about is like, how can we build first party products that we can, that help people socialize and you don't necessarily need to be in FWB to use these um, to get more. I think, more well, that's like, so instead of just token value go up.
0: Uh, we talked about, I think, on last week or a couple of weeks ago, is like start then. What what was the term? Start then, start then learn. Start then learn. So it's like start then figure it out. And
1: yeah. once you have
0: a a strong network here, you're gonna figure out the the. It's like that's that's the easiest of the questions.
1: Yeah, once you have a desirable brand, which they clearly do already, um, I think they're they're helping other. Um, brands like set up their social events i know that like a lot they're hosting pop-ups with other brands so i bet they're doing partnership kind of deals in many ways mm-hmm. because they're such a known like social um they they're good at coordinating social events so maybe they're helping throw those like i bet they're doing that kind of stuff mm-hmm. okay so
0: that that's like your your classic social dao and now there's another type of DAO, like media DAOs. I see a lot of the time on Twitter. There's Bankless DAO. In fact, I was kind of just researching them a little bit just to see how their structure was and things like that. So, do you want to touch on um, media DAOs, maybe Bankless specifically?
1: Yeah. So media companies, right? We've we know all about those. Those are there's plenty of those in the world. Um, Gary V's VaynerMedia, um, different things like that. Um, so media DAOs are exactly that—a a, a media company built around. Um, the example here is the Bankless DAO. Bankless is a really popular uh, Ethereum-focused podcast, and so when you build a really sick podcast like that, where you're getting probably a hundred thousand downloads or, or, or more. <laughs> um, for every episode, you you're making a lot of money there, right? And you can build an entire brand and and mission around that. And so that's what they've done in Bankless, is they've decided uh, David Hoffman and Ryan Adams; those those guys are the the hosts and the and the creators. And they're fuck they're just awesome. I love those guys. And um, their mission with the Bankless DAO, this media DAO that they're building, is to to bring together a community of leaders, artists, developers, creators, contributors, with this one single mission of get a billion people to be bankless, to go bankless. And when mm-hmm. we say bankless, we mean you're not you're not reliant as much on on the traditional financial systems. You're now using uh, Ethereum wallets and DeFi and, and the, this this Web three world. And and so a lot of that comes with education, right? We They need to educate people on how to even start, right? And so creating media, creating content, newsletters, podcasts, mm-hmm. all, there's just endless amounts of and, education that needs to happen there.
0: And they're also um, for Bankless, right? So I have their Discord open right now. And they have like, it's not just your tradition, like your podcast type of media they have like education guilds they have legal guilds marketing guilds research guilds translator guild treasury guild right like they have all of these guilds that are designed to expand the bankless narrative and and educate the public and they're you kind of mentioned it earlier but like they're we're kind of arbitrarily throwing them in like these buckets but they're they're all there are they have a sin- single mission in mind, and that's what ties it all together.
1: Yep. And it's really and it's it's built around a podcast, right? That's where it all begins. And so sort of that's sort of why we classify it as this media sort of content DAO. Um, and but yeah, and they have a mission with that podcast, and that mission is now being carried out by a community of owners rather than just two hosts. It's an it's an interesting one, and that's one model that we're we're looking at.
0: Um, for the incubator specifically like how, how they structure and everything um, okay so th- there's there's some more out there what, what else exists I, I, I know I'm missing some but what else exists
1: <laughs> yeah so um, I think one of the most popular ones that people are really familiar with is like a the category I call collector DAO um, and this is really um, DAOs that are purchasing things like NFTs and so when you are part of this DAO, maybe you buy an NFT to be part of the DAO or, or whatever, you have some sort of fractional ownership of those NFTs. And this is really exciting, right? Like CryptoPunks are 100 ETH. Bored Apes are, are headed that direction. Like it, it's it's really expensive to own these blue chip, really awesome NFTs. And so if you join a collector DAO, uh, this is a way for you to get uh, access to owning those kind of uh, assets that are well beyond uh, many people's means, and so the top examples for these are. Um, so we saw Head DAO that was created by Shamu, um, one of like just a sharp trader in the NFT space. Um, that one's done pretty well, and then we have some more like closed off ones. So like Pleaser DAO, this is a, a someone sent out a message on Twitter was like. forget which nft they were trying to buy but they were like does anyone want to form a group to buy this nft and like just like every like legit smart cool person in the ethereum community came together and they've just formed this thing called pleaser dow and eventually they went on to buy the the original doge uh photograph as an nft they bought the wu-tang um unreleased album that the cops had again i I, I, can't, I can't even explain that one <laughs> but they all met up at nycft nft and and had a private listening um session and like so cool. it's the, crazy the the, the freedom
0: they, like the opportunity that these DAOs give you just to like just have a common mission like literally a tweet and and it resonates with people across the globe and they're like i want to do that and and the key word there i guess is like across the globe you don't have to be anywhere you could be anywhere in the world like you don't have to be local in new york city or something to to show up for the auction day and be like proof of funds or something your proof of funds is your metamask sending ethereum to the dow's wallet that is your proof of funds you don't need anything
1: else yeah you could oh you could go buy a constitution like you might not (laughs) succeed but oh that one hurts that That one hurts hurts. (laughs) but yeah these are these are really cool and especially if like you're you're not like you want access to nfts but you don't want to be the one buying and selling and managing them like this is a great way to just get buy one thing and it's sort of like an index fund in many ways um so yeah
0: those are the collector DAOs. and i know head DAO we were looking at when they first launched and it's like it's like having access to a, a hedge fund day one while they're raising money whereas normally yep. when you are a hedge fund what they usually have a minimum investment of let's say a million dollars what it's different for every fund but let's say it's a million dollars but here your minimum investment is the cost of an nft and i think head dow minted what ten thousand yeah and it, that point zero six point zero seven if that yeah. so the the cost of entry was what four hundred dollars about with gas all included and you got
1: exposure to these to this nft hedge fund yeah and it, by really, a, and it was really cool like they they were very much we are collector dow up front and so what they said is well are going to take 80 percent of the the funds that we collect here and we're just going to reinvest them into more nfts like that they very clearly had that that was our mission that was our goal and we're going to raise funds in a way that we're going to do it very like focused like that and and in 75% of the secondary sales also so like it just kind of kept compounding um because they're just throwing all the money raised right into investing and this one in terms of like all the dows i think this is probably the easiest for
0: listeners to understand like the underlying value of the asset like let's say you were to buy one cryptopunk that's worth for for the sake of round whole numbers 10,000 eth and um there were 10,000 nfts that had exposure to this cryptopunk theoretically each nft would then have a 1 1 eth value to, because that's what's held on their reserves and now as that as that cryptopunk 2x's to 20,000 eth so does your nft and now the portfolio that's associated with this actual nft it it's this direct relationship and i think that's pretty easy for people to understand because they see their their stock they see their portfolio they know what that's like um so it's like i think it's pretty clear for these collector ones
1: i agree but uh i the price probably won't be as one-to-one like that like people like to front run the opportunity and think oh like it's gonna be worth this Mm -hmm. in x amount of time and so people start speculating beyond where it's the same way
0: yeah, same way with like uh, like Tesla stock, right? The price to earning of yeah. the like, so yeah, so it's not gonna be this because you're anticipating the future exactly. cash flow of it, um, and yeah, it's you're investing in a business, and yeah. if you if you trust the the team, if you trust the entity, you're getting yeah. in day one, and it's you're part of this collectors team, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And now, okay, so we have we have collectors. I'm, I'm looking at my notes here, right? We had collectors, media, social, DeFi. How many of these things are there? I mean, obviously, it's a full industry. And I, I'm sure people's minds, because there's a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this, their minds are going like, okay, how could I create a DAO? What, what's next? What else? So what what else? What else could get their their thoughts going for this?
1: Yeah, the next one I would call I kind of made this one up myself actually. The others <laughs> I took off the internet, but this one I made up. <laughs> um, I call this one like a brand or IP, meaning like intellectual property, um, DAO. And really, when I say this, I mean like a global brand, right? Like think about like Disney or Star Wars or like these like st- these these. Multi, multi, it's like, it is kind of like a media thing, but it's more than that, right? There, there's physicals, there's just so much, like, it's literally, you recognize the brand, you just see an image of it. And it's like, you just recognize that brand, right? And so um, my top example here is is, is my, <laughs> I'm going to tout my own bags here a little bit, um, <laughs> uh, is the Pixel Vault, right? Um, so yeah, very just disclaimer, I own a good amount of Pixel Ball. <laughs> but they're building a... con. They, they decided we're going to build three vertical brand. We're going to have comics. We're going to have an art fund that a lot of the, the the funds from the comics flow into. And then we're going to build a sick-ass game and have these meta heroes um, all hanging out in this meta universe. And it's owned by a collection of DAOs. So you have the United Planets DAO or the... Me- the overall structure of the planets where these (laughs) heroes hang out. And then there's each planet in that universe is its own DAO and will be kind of governed separately, but all funneling up to the, the, the overarching DAO. And, and what's cool here is they're trying to build a triple a game, a brand that they can make movies with. Like they want to be Marvel. They want to be Halo. They want to be like crazy big ideas. And, and these are, this is like, yeah, like potentially if, decentralized Disney. And
0: if you think it's crazy talk, it's like, oh, they're coming after Marvel. How could that possibly happen? They literally just partnered with Adidas. Like like that literally just happened. So exactly. it's it's it might seem crazy in some sense, but it's going.
1: And yeah, and what's cool here is instead of you know, rely at least the uh, pixel vault instead of relying on venture capitals, uh, capitalists to fund all the money to build this crazy game because like to fund and build a A level game, A just means like a, a really high quality studio built game like Fortnite. It takes a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of money, right? And so usually you have to raise capital from people uh, a lot of money, $100 million or more. And and but what they did is said, no, we're not going to go this centralized venture capital route. We're going to raise it using Dow's. Right. And you're going to have to trust us. You know, you're making a bet, but you're going to be here really early. And if, if we pull this off, like you're going to 100 to 1000 X <laughs> on what you're investing in here, um, because if we pull this big vision we have off, you are an early investor and, and basically decentralized Disney.
0: And that's something I can be- get behind as a proud owner of the Mars, Uranus, and what, 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 Jupiter. Where what what was Saturn, the last maybe? one? Oh yeah, Jupiter. No, Jupiter, Jupiter. Ju- well, what did we all get free ones of?
1: Jupiter, Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah, Jupiter so is the it, the planet of the people.
0: The planet of the people. The planet of the people. Um, uh, any others? Any other dows that that come to mind?
1: Yeah, so the last category here we have is the service DAOs, and and service kind of a you know <laughs> a vague name. Um, I think of these where the protocols were like these like ground level like features of Ethereum. A service is more I think of as more of like a truly like a user friendly fun app to use. And so my example here is Party and this kind of blends in with the collector DAO too, so it's all it's all mishmash together, really. Um, but Party DAO is pretty cool because what Party DAO is is an app that lets you form a group, a party, and you go bid on uh, an NFT together. Um, and so, let's just say the the best example was there was a Zombie Punk, right? Zombie Punks, I think there's, God. I know how many aliens there are. There are nine. I'm showing my uh, <laughs> lack of punk knowledge. I forget yeah, how many? Well, what's wrong with there you? Are. you don't you don't Let, know how many 25.
0: Zom- <laughs> you don't know how many zombie crypto yeah, punks. There I know. Are? <laughs> I, I
1: know. I failed. I failed. So, so what is Yoshi wrong? she doesn't you? actually call me for support. <laughs> <laughs> that, is it. that I a I can't it. even tell them how many zombie punks there are. <laughs> um Let's Google this right now. How many zombie puns are there? Jamie, Google that. <laughs> anyway, so there was a zombie punk up for sale, I think 100 ETH or something like that, as as like the reserve, they've starting price of the auction. It, it was expensive. And what was really cool is a bunch of people came together, formed a party on PartyDAO, and they won this auction. And PartyDAO, then <clears throat> they, they kind of ended up with a, a DAO. Like party DAO is itself a DAO, right? The, the, the app itself is managed by a DAO and there's service fees to use it and all that. But then when you buy the zombie punk, there's a little bit of a DAO built around the zombie punk, and they ended up with their own Discord. They own they made a custom profile picture with like a, a, a zombie, the zombie punk, but put a little party hat on it. And so tons of Twitter accounts suddenly had party hat zombies on there. On their profile pictures because they all had fractional ownership of this, right? They're allowed to um, show it. It's, it's fun. And this became this like little social party group around owning the zombie. And I think actually later on, they sold the zombie. The party DAO that was formed around that zombie sold the zombie and profited. And and what's just kind of cool there is, yeah, this is again, remember, a, a way of, Build coming together, socializing, and bringing capital together to then create more capital, and PartyDAO is just like a cool app that helps helps you do that.
0: And this is this was a way for them to collect funds, and I think that's probably an easy first use case of something like a service DAO. Um, but we're so
1: new here, right? So. Totally the service and could think, be anything. And I think we're gonna see more, like as, as a lot of the restrictions of having cool apps like this have always been like the gas prices of Ethereum and things like that, you know, where you to truly have like a typical app you would just use on your phone, like it there needs to be a lot more done to Ethereum and layer twos and stuff. And so I think the service DAOs, we're just starting to see these created, right? We've seen DeFi protocols and layer one, like. People have been building that stuff forever, right? <laughs> forever. <laughs> uh, like that was like the default place you would go to build stuff. And in this bull cycle, it's kind of cool that we're starting to see real like user friendly apps are being created to do things like have a, a party that that buys an NFT together. That's beautiful. Now, I, I have
0: I have one final question and I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit. If you had to choose one type, so we have the service, brand, collector, media, social, DeFi. If you had to put uh, the future incubator DAO into one bucket, which would you put it? We, we, we don't have to quote you on this. We can we can change this. just Just to get the audience kind of excited about being part of here being part of this initial start of this community because we're still so new as they listen to this a year
1: or two years from now what what do you if you had to put it in one what would you do honestly media does for is, is like my gut instinct right like um i think the incubator's mission right is to is is not to is to educate people um Austin, you tell me you you have this like North Star goal for yourself to what is it? A hundred. Tell me about that goal. Uh, It's to help a hundred thousand people reach their dream job. Yeah, and so I think the incubator—that's the mission, right—is to—is to to reach that big ass mission you have, Mm -hmm. and and I think doing that through the means of creating content and media and education uh, is a big part of that but i do think there's a bit of a, a little sprinkle a big big sprinkle probably of of social DAO, right and like bringing people connecting people together so that they can stand on each other's so- shoulders and and kind of get to where they want to go right and use each other network with each other share knowledge and and reach those dreams and it's it's uh we got
0: people in the chat saying hybrid and i think that's that's what the idea is and it's 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 a big mission statement, and it's it's going to take a whole community. It's going to take a whole team. It's going to p- take people smarter than Jesse, smarter than me, the whole community, because the collective, the conglomerate is smarter than the individual always. So it's ambitious. These DAOs are ambitious, and it's something that we're super excited to grow and see progress over time because we are so new to all of this. We are so new to all of these DAOs, and this is a new concept, and it's truly... The bleeding edge, truly bleeding edge when you go to a Notion page to see how their DAO is structured and you see typos because they wrote it probably on three hours of sleep in the past two weeks trying to figure out what the hell their DAO structure is. So it's, it's truly bleeding edge. And I think this episode touched on a lot of different things. And as you're listening, right, a lot of entrepreneurs who are listening and share this with somebody who... It has this entrepreneurial spirit because you can listen to these DAOs, and just from this conversation, I learned things, and I'm like, that could be a DAO, that could be a DAO. So share this episode with somebody who you think is has this entrepreneurial mindset. Share the Discord community, the incubator, because we want to have these conversations with this, uh, and we so we do this. This podcast, we do this show every Tuesday, and we break down these complex crypto topics. And DAOs can be very complex, but they don't have to be. And once you get a fundamental understanding of it, you can realize, hey, I could be part of this. I can learn about this. I can be part of the future. So it's exciting. So help us grow this channel. Help it get to more viewers because we truly appreciate that. And this is episode 23, which is a lot of episodes <laughs> that, that is that is a Same good amount <laughs> and uh, I, I know that we, we've had a couple people in the incubator discord who are saying like this is part of my commute to work so if you're commuting to work shout out you like shout out everybody who's part of this community like you you're you what make you're what makes this fun so with love that, <laughs> we love you all we love you all so with that as always, keep it moving. If you're not in the incubator, see the links below, join the discord and just say what's up to me and Jesse and the whole incubator egg community, because that's where you truly take the next step as a person, as a listener, as a crypto enthusiast and as an entrepreneur. So I look forward to seeing you there as always, let's keep it moving and we'll see you next Tuesday. Peace out.
1: I'm walking around in the circle of light.